I like the part. Do you like that? Yeah. Yeah, you do. You do. Um, (laughs) Hey, it's me, Stephanie, and this is Sanctioned by Stephanie. Um, And today we have a guest with us. I'm very excited for everyone to hear from him. Uh, He hosts a fantastic, fantastic mic at Trixie's bar in Hamtramck. It's Hamtramck's house party. That's what all the things that they give me, all the swag says. (laughs) Anyway, please, please welcome Alex Rollick. Hey, everybody. Very happy to be here. That's exactly it. Uh, All of their merch says Hamtramck's house party. I think it's a great uh, great little slogan, so we've just been running with that on the open mic. I was hoping that Kid and Play wouldn't catch wind, and then, like, there would be some kind of lawsuit, but I think that, that, like, maybe it's already like common like public domain now <laughs> I, yes hopefully I'm, I'm not i'm not too up on my uh on my contract law my copyright law so we could <laughs> probably have to talk to steve hansen about that he would know the steve. ins and outs better yeah probably the window guy no the oh uh, the, oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. sorry i'm like isn't steve Han- isn't right. steve hansen the window guy too yeah, he is, that is that's is true there's another window guy um, there but, comes my michigan coming out of me but yes steve yes. hansen from uh dateline or not Dateline. Uh, no, the, the local community. Do you not know Steve? No, I don't. Oh, wait. Steve Hansen. Duh. I'm so stupid. I was going to say, it's one of those things. <laughs> uh, I love There's that. There's so many comedians. I can't keep track it is anymore. T- and it's one of those things where it's like, hold on, let me pull out my pull out my phone. And then you either show a Facebook profile pic or you're like, they have that bit that goes and then you start doing and someone's bit. Exactly. And you're like, oh, yeah, I've seen them before. So. That's, that's the curse of the open mic host. Yep. You you learn everyone's bits. Like I was reciting somebody's the other day and I'm like, oh, my God, what is wrong with me? Yeah, that's, <laughs> this is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun, though. So fun. Um, you're fresh off uh, the uh, old shillelagh. You did the open mic. How'd you like the stage? Oh, I love I love it. Um, it's a that's a really good show that uh, you and Papa Sean put together. Happy you guys are doing that. Yeah. Uh, a good turnout, and it's always fun to do comedy in a place where, like, six months ago, I was drunk on yeah. the roof there twerking. So it's like <laughs> this is a, a little bit of a code switch. But it, yeah, uh, <laughs> Steve, Steve Cass said the same thing. He's like, "Hey, three weeks ago, I was here drunk with all my friends, and exactly. I was like, I was like, all right." But I mean, like, I remember going to Old Shillelagh when I was, you know not even old enough to get in the door yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. like sitting there with my uh, id from yeah, mike's downtown on. that you know your fake id place All right back in the day when we had to like stand inside of the thing that and took the picture mm-hmm. you know exactly. <laughs> before the internet so but yeah i used it, to love that place yeah and it's 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 cool to be like oh yeah i went and i killed in greek town and it wasn't a crime mm-hmm. you know <laughs> so that's uh problem that was great and then uh and then you followed us uh you ended up going over to indy and then you followed us over to fireside and uh how'd you like the the vibe there it's a real like homey uh (laughs) little atmosphere there i mean you know i I am i am the host of trixie so i do have an affinity for dive bars hell yeah so it has it has the right vibe for for comedy for what we're doing and uh you know i hope that that going going further we can uh maximize the turnout there because right. it's good to have early mics and late mics yeah. and uh you know I, I was like i said i did the that triple triple threats or whatever however right. you want to word it on friday you, th- you thruppled it that yeah, night <laughs> I, uh, I did that with with amber Maida, very funny uh, another local comedian mm-hmm. um and we were sitting there talking it was like you know it's i would much rather go do three mics in a night you know whether it be on a tuesday or a friday than right go out and 
try to flirt with strangers <laughs> right. and do that whole dance and exactly. this awkward thing. So it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's how I'd like to spend my nights, and it's cool that uh, you know that there's now another late Friday one because yeah. I don't sure. work on Saturday. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally, yeah, I'm totally gonna change it to 11 p.m. because uh, that's that's what the bar wants, and it seems like it's a better turnout um, prospect there too. So, um, anyway, let's get into it. Sure. Let's let's talk about you, Alex, because because uh, actually, like we were saying, we don't really get to talk a lot because we're always business. Like you're either hosting a mic or I'm hosting a mic. Yes. So it's like. You know, so let's get to know each other a little bit. Why Perfect. don't you tell me about you, where you grew up? Um, you were just saying uh, you actually just told me Berkeley. Yes, yeah. yes. So grew up in the uh, in the beautiful city of Berkeley, two square miles of uh, the suburban dream. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's a nice place. Don't really have anything necessarily bad to say, but yeah. uh, it's after after twenty five years, you kind of uh, have done all of it. Been there, done that. Yeah, it's uh, time to go. But, Let me move uh, a few cities over. Uh, yeah, I'll move. I'll <laughs> move uh, about a mile and a half away, and that's and that was a big enough change. Yeah. No. Um. I uh, I had two two older brothers growing up. I was the youngest of three. Um, and you know, they were, I, I do the bit about them being seven to nine years older than me. Right. But, uh, you know, they were like the coolest thing in the world. Cause they, they were, were older brothers. Yeah, exactly. So it was everything they did. I wanted to do, um, you know, they were into sports and whatnot. So I started playing sports. I wanted to be just like them. They're, uh, they're really cool guys. Um, and they're, you know, they're one of the best things that happened to me. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I didn't have any, there was no real uh, tragedy or anything growing right, up. Right. A lot of times, you know, comedians, they come through, it was it was coming through <laughs> something. Um, my mom's an asshole. Yeah, yeah no, I, I honestly, my I, I was blessed to have great parents. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, you know, they're, they're wonderful people. And uh, their whole thing was, you know, do, do everything we can to be the best parents for our kids. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so because of that, yeah. The idea of becoming a parent one day is very scary. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> like, it, can it, I hold up to it? It's <laughs> just like, you know, I saw they, you know, it seemed like they pretty much gave up on everything for themselves right. in order to invest it into us. Right. And uh, I might be too much of a selfish asshole to do that. There's, I, uh, there's, a, way to ba- <laughs> there's a way to balance it, though. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like, and like, I mean, we co-parent and it's like, uh, you know, he he lets me do the mics when I can and, you know, and, and then the days that I don't, I have the boys. So it's like, you know, we're back and forth with it, but you got to find a balance. You got to find a balance with like, with anything. Like I had a hard time sleeping for a long time because I'd get that adrenaline rush and then I'd be like, okay, I'm home. And then I'd be home at like, you know, 11 o'clock and then stay up until two, Right. you know, it's like, and sit there and write and do, you know, it's like your brain just keeps going and going and going. Doesn't so want to quit. You just got to find a balance with it, with, yeah. with everything. So, um, yeah, as wh- the, uh, but as the baby, you know, mm-hmm. the way that I, I got in was, I was obviously was never as strong or as quick as them. Mm-hmm. I didn't know as much cause again, your child. Right. So I was always getting like bits and pieces and trying to keep up. But the one thing I could do was say something ridiculous mm-hmm. or do something extremely goofy. Right. And that would make up for, you know, however you, an annoying that I was being. Do you think being younger and a little bit naive to some of the things that they were saying or doing or whatever, do you think that like taught you how to observe people better? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because um, like, like one of the biggest things was, um, and and I, 
you know, I don't, I don't, looking back, I don't know, uh, it, it, I, I kind of wish I wasn't this way, but you know, you can't change it now. Yeah. Uh, but I was, I was very observational, right? Like I saw my brothers would, you know, my, my oldest brother especially would butt heads with my dad a lot mm-hmm. and they would get into these shouting matches. And I remember laying in bed and like hearing them yell at each other downstairs and right. being like, one, I'm scared. <laughs> I don't want anyone to get hurt. <laughs> right. But two, it also seems like I've never heard them win an argument with dad. Mm-hmm. So like, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. So I just found that like made you smarter in in the sense of I knew the path. Like I was I was never going to win an argument with a shouting match. So like the path of least resistance, the the right. thing that made it best for everyone right. was to just you know figure out the best way to go along with with whatever mom and dad were saying. Right. So I was like never uh, uh, necessarily like a rebellious kid mm-hmm. in the sense that I was like openly doing stuff. Yeah. But. I did, as I got older, figure out how to be a little sneaky yeah, about doing yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's better to be the baby. I'm the oldest, and I had to. I took all the lumps. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like I took all the lumps, and then like my brother was out like booze cruising all night in the middle of Cowtown, USA. You know, and my mom's like, like, yeah, he'll be fine. Right. I'm like, yep. he just said he's going booze cruising. Come on, mom. Like, he's not going to a party. He's driving around with beer in the car. Yeah. Like, that's not. But no, he'll be fine. <laughs> I'm like, uh, he's a boy. It's good. And I'm like, no, I, I get in trouble for going to the mall and holding a boy's hand and, at, uh, you know, and walking around. So it's 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 like the older kids take the lumps. But the younger kids, as long as you are smart enough to observe and learn from your from your older siblings mistakes then hey all power to you kid exactly yeah Yeah. and it was it's first of all they always always let me know that dad's gotten soft on you they they don't care half as much you know i remember no i'm fucking smarter exactly you know my my brother would be like oh when i used to come home from from high school parties mom was checking my eyes and smelling my breath and (laughs) you're like i buy vizine and tic tacs you come home and they're asleep you know (laughs) so (laughs) so i uh, i did i I did i knew where i benefited from i was uh i I like to think that i was always self-aware enough uh to be appreciative of the path that they blazed for yeah, me. Yeah, that's um, good. That's yeah. good, though. Um, so what sports did you play? Uh, I played hockey and baseball mostly. Um, okay. As I got older, though, my uh, I like to say my, my ADHD that was never really diagnosed. Hey, me uh, too. <laughs> stopped me from playing baseball any further. Okay. Uh, it's, a very, it's a very frustrating game to me, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, first of all, if you do good three times out of ten times, you're considered good, mm-hmm. and that just that just didn't click with me. Yeah. Like, I want I want to do good ten times out of ten times. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing was like, so you'd strike out, and then you had to go to the field and be bored for fifteen minutes, <laughs> and then you had to, to to watch another six kids either strike out or get on base, but or not do whatever. hockey. And, and so you just had to wait there, and it was like I'm I'm this growing ball of frustration i want to i want to amend what i did wrong yeah um and like you mentioned that's very much not the case in hockey yeah and it's interesting because i probably like got frustrated and cried in public and threw a tantrum and a fit in Mm -hmm. baseball i mean 50 60 like a lot right it was it was well known that was the only it's frustrating to you Yeah. yeah that was the time when my dad and i butted heads was publicly at baseball games um 
But then in hockey, I, you know, I, I never really, I didn't take a ton of penalties. Yeah. I always was able to keep a cool head. It yeah. was, it was very interesting. It's just like, okay, if I can, I can hit people legally, I can get some of that out yeah. and stay, uh, stay on the level. It would have been nice to like go back and like understand anxiety a little bit more. Yeah. Cause I think that like it's, it's, um, you know, sports psychology is like something that's big for professionals, mm-hmm. but like it's even, it's there for kids too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think there was some level of anxiety for me that didn't get uh, figured out. That if I could have handled that, um, I might have I might have had a better time uh, playing baseball and been more successful in yeah. other sports. But I just thought everyone's whole life was just one heart attack to the next. Right, you know, right, right. was like I thought that's just how people lived. Yeah, and it wasn't until I got to college and I was like, oh, this isn't that's not healthy. Yeah. You're not supposed to do that. I thought to, that was you're not supposed to think like that. I thought everything was supposed to be 10 seconds left. The deadline is there. Yeah. And that's when everything gets done. I feel like like sports did help me with like performance anxiety. But like like you said, with softball, it was very boring to me. Like I was right field most of the time in, mm-hmm. in high school because I could hit. So they would, whenever they would put me in, I would be like, oh, I can hit. But they were like, oh, let's put her in right field because I was fat. I didn't move fast. You know, I could catch a ball. I could throw a ball. I had a great arm. You know, I could throw all the way to third base. Right. So it was like, it was, it was a smart move to put me there, but I would get bored. Yeah. And I'd get, I'd get out there and get bored, but I was a cheerleader. So the thing I would do is I'd sit there and I'd do my cheers in my head. Yeah. You know, and I'd sit there and like recite them in my head waiting for something to happen. And then once something happened, then I'd be like, all right, change and do another one. And it just kept my mind going while and it cleared my head. It cleared my head. And I would kind of do that a little bit, too, with hitting. But, man, I would just get pissed when they would just have me come in and hit. And then I wouldn't field, mm-hmm. you know, just be DH. And it's like, oh, my God, I hated that because it, the pressure was on you to perform only in one spot. Exactly. And that always gave me so much anxiety. And it's like the days where I was doing that, I didn't do shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's hard, but but like it really does help you like at, athletics really do help you, though, with with what we're doing now. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Because it's like I would never be able to get on stage if I didn't have to, like, play a softball game in front of, you know, 60, 70 people. Yeah. You know, or if I didn't if I didn't play volleyball or if I didn't do whatever cheerleading and stuff like that. So um, with uh, so 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 when you when you were done with school, when you were done with school, what um. When did you realize like you were funny? You wanted to do comedy. Um, so I think I, I've I've always kind of felt like I was funny, whether it be from you know, uh, like I said, doing some goofy shit as a as a small kid, knowing um, you know, making my brothers laugh, or like um, you know, one of the first things was when I was uh, like late elementary school, early middle school. Um, so this is like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. To you know, to date myself properly for people. Uh, I don't know how old you are. Yeah, uh, twenty six. Um, okay, I figured you were about you. You and Jake House are about the same age. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, but so I did. I would do a uh, a George Bush impression, which was really just Will Ferrell's George Bush impression. <laughs> 
And, I love that. And it, it made my brother, <laughs> my, my oldest brother laugh a lot. And so that was like one of the first things I could go to consistently that like he, that, that was like, oh, that got a reaction. And then the other thing was about the same time, um, you know, it starts with hockey, your dad goes in and dresses you completely. And then there's a point where, you know, you dress yourself and then your dad comes in and ties your skates. And right. then at about that same time was when, dad stopped coming in the locker room anymore. Okay. And just like, you know, there's the observation, there's like, okay, if parents are around, this is how you're supposed to act. Mm -hmm. This is how you avoid getting yourself in trouble, mm -hmm. having a good, whatever. With your friends, you can be a whole different person. Yeah, you let, you let so, those. So in the, you know, in the locker room, there's 20, you know, boys of, of whatever age. Right. And so it's like, oh, we can just say, you know, dick this, yeah. shit that, and it's hilarious. You're but, busting each other's balls. Yeah, busting yeah. balls. And so that was like the first um, consistent where you're going and there's a group and you're trying to be the funniest person. Right, You're right. trying to be the one that the attention's on for whatever, you know, because we can have fun in here, but the second we go out on the ice, you know, all of a sudden there's mm -hmm. a coach and we have to do X, Y, and Z because we're, we we're trying to do something to. else. Yeah. Right, you know, but that's the dick around time. Right. Um so and you enjoyed the dick around time. I a lot. enjoyed the dick around time a lot. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to to just be with with your boys and and doing all that. And I I had a hard time at first, honestly. Yeah. Um. Because, uh, and I'm I'm not sure where where this comes from. I don't want to necessarily attribute it, but I wasn't really good at telling stories when mm. I started. Uh, my my uh, I guess he's the middle brother in my family mm -hmm. is very good. A lot of people say he's the funniest person they know. He's a very good storyteller. What's his name? Uh, John. So my he's oldest brother is Matt and middle brother's John. Uh, and, and many people say John's the one. Boy, of the funniest your parents people really went with the white boy names, oh, like right, out, bread, of the, right out of the dictionary. Yeah, my mom, my mom wanted, she said she wanted strong names. So strong it's names. Matthew, David, Jonathan, Michael, Alexander, Joseph, Damn. nothing very white bread. That's very, good though. Yeah, it is. It is. It worked out for us. But um, but so I wasn't a good storyteller. Solid teller. names, I, for real. I thought I was like my brother. I hadn't quite figured it out yet. Yeah. So it was always uh, what was called an Alex Rolex story. So if you, <laughs> if you told a story that didn't have an ending or you had to be there or like, you know, mostly just like left people, like, why did you share that with us? I so feel you on this because this is how I used to tell stories too. Yeah, so so for a long time that was uh, like, like oh my god, I peed my pants. It was so funny, but you guys aren't laughing right now. You know right, what I mean? There was there's no build up there. Yes. There's no, you you know, and so um, that experience really made me try to figure out as I got older, like what is interesting about this story. You know why why am I going to talk? Right. What what about this is gonna be uh, what, what's going to be hilarious. Exactly. Yeah. What's going to give me the thing that I want, which yeah. is the positive feedback. Which because the laugh. Exactly. Because yeah. when people are, are laughing, at least how I see it, if people are laughing at you, mm -hmm. at least they don't hate you. Okay. That's what it's always yeah. been. Yeah. At the bare minimum, like, okay, these people are laughing. They don't hate me. Yeah. That means they're probably not going to hurt me. Right. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be okay if I can just make people be like, all right, he's You're fine. You're a very nervous we'll person, <laughs> Uh, I like to say that my the way I've lived my life is always um, it's it's me and other people are in a hallway and we're going opposite directions and we're just doing that left right who's gonna go which way right. dance like the, I've the always awkward shuffle yes I've always felt like I'm in the way and I just want to not be in, in the, the way, way of people right um, I feel you so.
that's that's uh, I think that's where a lot of the funniness has come uh, come from. So uh, how'd you start pr- pursuing comedy? Sure. Uh, in college, I uh, um, I was you know I had rushed a fraternity my first uh, my first semester, and as I was doing that, I was like, I don't think this is really the thing for me. So I was looking for uh, something else, and I had done like the school news in elementary school and middle school. Hell yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, uh, I didn't. I was your book editor <laughs> and, oh, and newspaper. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. No, I was, I was, uh, so I did those things. I didn't do it in high school because uh, the teacher who ran it was, it was like kind of an, uh, a very avant-garde thing. And yeah. I, I prefer more structure. Right. Um, but so then I was in college and I found um, there was, uh, a, uh, it was called Wolf TV. It was a, they had a TV studio and, and they ran a bunch of different shows in that. And one of the things that I, you know, like the first thing I did, it was called the Ultimate Sports Show. And basically it was like SNL, but everything was sports related. That's so awesome. So it was, it was all sports sketches. We did like a weekend update that was like headline news of sports, but it was like ESPN okay, it, Sports exactly. Center. So we yeah. did that. Um, and that was how I got into like formally, like actually sitting down and writing out like, a, here's a bit, here's how we're going to satirize something. Right, right. Um and then as I kind of went on and like, what do I want to do with my life? I, uh, I kept seeing, you know, uh, like the, the idea of a lot of jobs just bored me and kind yeah. of, kind of made me sad, you know, yeah. like I, I have a, a corporate job where I, I circle back and follow up and synergize people's vectors and all of that. I feel hoopla. you. Yeah. Uh, to make ends, but that's like, that's not what I want to do. That's not who I want to be. You need something to, passionate. To, right. To yeah. define that. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I kept like, you know, oh, I like, I like history. I like current events, whatever. It's like, yeah, but I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, I, I, I follow politics cause I think it's important, but not, I don't want to be part of it. I don't no. want to, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, I can but, comment oh, on it. Right. But there's this whole group of people who not only do they follow it, but you know, John Oliver makes it hilarious. John Stewart makes it hilarious. Right, yeah. And it was like, oh, so there's a way you can do, you can, you can have these interests, but also have this other thing that makes it not just, uh, you know, black and white and, right. and just kind of bleh. Yeah. So you big, big daily show fan then? Uh, the, I was big on the, I was, I was big on the daily show, especially when John Stewart hosted it, watched it a lot in college. Um, that was my senior year. I, uh, I actually, was one of the things I created a new show for Wolf. It was it was called Michigan Time, which is a pun on a thing that mm-hmm. they had there. But it was basically like a, a you know because there was there's tons of the, the Daily Show's audience is college kids, right, right. Uh, and so this, there was a ton of interest in that. So we did a show um, like that, and I was actually hoping to work in TV when I got to college, and that didn't happen. Um, but my senior year, a buddy of mine was like, "Hey, you do all these sketches and stuff. Why don't you just try doing stand up?" Yeah. So I tried it. Uh, I loved it for a couple of reasons. The biggest one was there was no, you know, there, you, you didn't need cameras. You nope. didn't need to have editing you software. Anything. You just, oh, there's a group of people and mm-hmm. a microphone, and I'm already, if I want to be louder than most people anyway, right, I can, right. raise, I can raise my voice and get up Hell there. yeah, yeah. Um, it, was, it was just like, oh, here's a quick release to the, to the thing that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so that was kind of how I found stand-up, and then, I, you know, I started doing it slowly, um, I, I didn't, uh, I graduated college. And I didn't really do anything for six months afterwards right, to right. look for jobs. Yeah. And, uh, then, you know, once I got settled with Where'd that, where did you go to college? Uh, U of M. Oh, okay. so oh, I didn't, okay. I didn't go very far. Um, <laughs> but still it's a, it's a prestigious university. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It, it, it is. I, uh, it was, 
you know, uh, that's a, a whole discussion for a, whole a different discussion. day. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I got into it and then I was doing it for pretty consistently for a while. And then the pandemic happened mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, I don't feel funny. Also, I don't know what's happening with the world. So I didn't do anything for like a year. Yeah. And I, I wish I would have, but you know, yeah, you win, you lose some, uh, or you win, you win some, you lose most. Yeah. But, uh, so, so then I, but then after, you know. So when you started coming out to New Dodge, it was like your first time back. In pretty much a year. Yeah, yeah. In pretty much a year. Yeah, I thought so. Because I remember when I first met you, I think you, you said like, it's been a minute. Yeah, I know. It did have. It had. Definitely has been a while. So it was like trying to, trying to pick things up. And one of the things the, like, the first thing, you know, when I did, when I came back was like, okay, I kind of get how to write a joke. I kind of get what my voice is. But the biggest thing is that I, like, if people don't accept me immediately, I Mm -hmm. I would get real rattled. Right. And the nervousness would come out. Yeah. Um, So when I came back, uh, the the first thing I did was like, I'm just going to go up without material. I'm going to say like, here's two, three things I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to get up in front of people and I'm going to talk. Yeah. And if like, they're not laughing, if I'm bombing, that's okay. That's going to happen. I just have to get good and comfortable with this. So, yeah. so you just, you, you figured it out and I mean, you got your bearings back. Definitely. Uh, you, uh, got first place at cringe. I did get first place at cringe. That was, uh, that was a fun night. That was also a show that was hosted at Trixie's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. uh, run by John McDonald, the very funny John McDonald. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, that felt, felt real good. That was the, that was uh, like 75 bucks. That was my biggest comedy payday <laughs> up to that point. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's, I think that's the coolest thing about doing this is occasionally you get five to 10 bucks and you're yep. like, Oh Hey, this is this is gas or a burrito on the way home. But like, it's the incentive that keeps us going. It is exactly. Um, So, uh, did anybody encourage you besides you know like everybody that you worked with in the at at Wolf and and everything? But uh, um, honestly, uh, no, I don't think so. No, no, really. I mean, I I wouldn't. It's weird because it's like we expect our families to be like really super encouraging about this, and then they're kind of just like, "Yeah, you're doing it," you know. Yeah, you know. No, and I I don't want to say that you know everyone's super supportive. Um, You know, my my parents are always asking when I'm doing things, this, that, and the other thing. But I think my mom was really hoping I'd be like a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. uh, You know the fact. The fact that I want to make fun of the Catholic Church and, yeah. and all that, <laughs> and all of the off-putting. things that they hold uh, hold most dear, is right. Uh, yeah, a little it's cool. I'm Catholic yeah. too. Oh like, yeah, I make see, fun so of you it know, too. you, yeah, you I know. know where it comes from. Yeah, I did um, a whole bit the other day, and I thought I was like trying. I was clipping like videos, and I was like, um, should I clip this part where I talk about how? Polish Catholics just sweep everything under the rug, and uh, we uh, hide secrets better than pierogies in our bellies. Ah, I like that. <laughs> so I like that. It was kind of funny. Um, all right. Who are your influences in comedy? Um, so the first stand-up that I ever remember seeing was my brother showed me Chappelle's first special. I can't remember if it's... Um, for what it's worth or the, the other. I'm not sure which one is, but I just, I just remember. So he's got, it was, uh, it's the one where he talks about, uh, Oh, sprinkle some crack out of him and let's get out right, of here. Right, right, right. Um, there's that. And then he's talking with Chip. And he's like, yeah. I didn't know I couldn't do that. It's funny. <laughs> I did know I couldn't do that. <laughs> um, so Chappelle was like the first guy that I remember seeing and being like, wow, this is crazy. And the, the great thing about that is I watched that special at like maybe eight or nine. And <laughs> so how much of it do I get? Not that much. But yeah. he did funny voices. He was he was up and around and moving. Yeah. And I loved that. And then as I got older, 
I slowly picked up more and more of the jokes, and it's like still to this day I can watch those specials, yeah. quote them while they're happening, and still die laughing. I uh, um, I was like your same age. I was like eight when I first saw like Robin Williams, like and actually retained it and remembered it, and the whole like just being animated kind of thing. I I totally get it. Like you cling on to somebody, and you're like, oh my god, like you're just fucking amazing. Like, yeah. Yeah. So there and was, his show was it was great too. Should, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was the other. That was the other one. Is I didn't I didn't necessarily get. It, but I, you know, I was nine, ten years old. You didn't around. get the blind uh, KKK member. Oh, I, 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 no, I, I did. Like I understood the, the the general gist of that, but like I didn't know who Joe Rogan was. But I was going around saying Joe Rogan, I like rocks. Because it's, it's just good. It's just silly, you know. Right. Um, right. So that was Chappelle was a big one, and then uh, my best friend, uh, his family has a has a cottage up in Canada, and it's like okay. a it's like a five or seven hour drive depending on how long the bridge right. takes. And so his dad would always, we'd always be driving. His dad is a big music guy. He had all these CDs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple of times he was like, all right, well, I don't want to listen to music anymore. I'm going to put in a comedy CD. And one of them that he had was Brian Regan's 1997 special Live. Nice. And Regan's one of those guys who is squeaky clean. Absolutely. You can put it in front of elementary school kids mm-hmm. and it's there's nothing about it. And I remember him, um, the, the his snow cone bit, the cup of dirt bit for the science fair. I got, I got, yeah. I got a cup of dirt. <laughs> Just give me an F and move on. Uh, him and his brothers talking about like, oh, we, I got a six on the sun stair. Uh, yeah. Oh God, you sound just like him. It's yeah. funny as Brian, well. Brian Re- so Brian were you, Regan was one of those Were you there last guys. week at Ridley's? I was not. That's I saw that Dude, on Instagram oh. and I was just like, no, I missed it. Yeah, um, like I, I, uh, I like. Uh, was messaged like I was talking to Head Richards and he was like uh, you might want to come out on Saturday and I was like okay cool so um, I, I said I tried but we had I had the boys so it was uh, like yeah. yeah I just didn't go out but I'm like damn it I saw Billy Reno's picture and I was like man I wish I would have went yeah yeah <laughs> um, so. besides your influences like uh, who makes you laugh now and who makes you laugh in the scene um, well, I mean, God, there's so many people who make me laugh in the scene. That's a, a tough question. I mean, just about everybody you've interviewed on this show. Right. Uh, at some point, um, you know. Uh, oh, gosh. Who, who makes me laugh today? Well, I guess we can do that one. Um, you know, Normand and Sam Morell, I think, are yep. guys who are doing it in New York who are who they're so funny. People told watched... me that I have a delivery that's a lot like Morell. Yeah. So I've been focusing, like, I'm trying to listen I've never, to him. I've never seen him. I Mark Norman, I just watched... Um, uh, was it the stand-up? Yeah, he's got his, the, yeah. the thing on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, I just watched that and so funny. It's, it's Zing Crosby. It's just yes. joke after joke yes. after joke yes. after joke yes. after joke. Um, but then uh, you know, I think Bill Burr. Obviously, he's a guy who gets brought up. But his his first special, he has one of one of the bits that I think spoke to me the most. Um, you know, in, Bill Burr. In, Bill Burr. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's uh, what's that? Um, what. It, it's it you know the bit is is you know obviously the language isn't uh exact is, yeah isn't isn't how we how we uh consider speaking to be okay now but right. but the bit what are you a fag <laughs> right you know, about how men will just like you know they won't admit, admit. that a puppy is cute or right. that they want to hold a baby right or that oh i should get a pumpkin for halloween because there's just this gnawing fear in the back of your mind that yeah. some guy you know is going to take that and be like oh oh you like dick now you oh you want yeah. you want that in your and yeah. and i saw that bit and i was like oh my god he just explained most of my middle and high school right. existence right. was this such this stupid thing <laughs> 
and and yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it that's is, one of the best is. bits it, of all it's time. Hilarious. It's hilarious. And so he's he's a guy who like consistently finds ways to uh, not only in in the material that he's doing, but mm-hmm. also. Um, you know, he, he has another bit at one point where he's like, this is not me yelling. I have a whole other octave, uh, you know, stand up is a thing where I say all of the things I believe as loudly as I possibly can. Right. And then you listen and then we're done co- talking. And then we're done talking. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, that's, that's actually a lot how I feel as a, as a person who's always told yeah. that they're very loud. It's yeah. like, you, you, oh, you want to see loud. I can do, I can do louder. Right. Um, when you when you said that word, I had a I had a um, Hillary Duff moment where I'm like, don't say gay if you mean stupid. <laughs> right, right. Do you remember yeah, that yes. that PSA? I do. I, loved, I do. I loved Hillary Duff for that because it was like that because I was that generation where everybody said that word to mean stupid, and it was so it was it was really dumb. You know, I mean, oh no, and I was, I was. Uh, no, no, I know you're paraphrasing. Tail, no, it, but, but, but I was but, also the tail end of that, the, so I had yeah, that in school as yeah, well. Yeah, that we were, um, you know, I think, I think it was, you know, we were the first ones who were like, you know, hey, maybe, maybe we shouldn't do that. Yeah, in yeah. high school, you know. Yeah, you guys were the only ones with the moral compass. Well, we were, figured, <laughs> we were. Figured, well, that's that's the interesting thing, right? It's like, is is that's what we considered the moral compass then. Mm-hmm. Now today's kids, like yeah. they have they have their language all in order, right. and they're like, is it morally just that we're using plastic? And right, it's just like be a kid for a little for while, for a minute, for just a for a minute, minute please like, go eat a Crayola, do yeah, what you got to do. Yeah, you guys are, are <laughs> I mean, good for them, but it's just it's like that's got to be exhausting. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna take a break cool. and we're gonna play all the commercials, and then um, we will be back with more Alex Rollick and the Unsanctioned Seven. Detroit Comedy Open Micers, we've been in need of a Friday night open mic at a dive bar. And now we have one. Fridays at Fireside, hosted by me, Stephanie Ann. Sign up is at 9.30. The show will be starting at 10 p.m. now, and we go as long as we have comics. Check us out Fridays at Fireside Inn Dive Bar, 25044 Grand River Avenue in Redford, Michigan. We're at 7 Mile and Grand River, folks, Telegraph area. Cheap drinks and even cheaper laughs. Come out and spend some time with me, baby. Jefferson Airplane? Not Jefferson Airplane. They're a little Air Supply. Air Supply. That's what I'm talking about. I thought they were the kings. 
See, that's what 20 years of friendship right there is. It's like, you can read my fucking mind. <laughs> I'm like the airplane one. I don't know. We're back with Alex Rollick on Sanctioned by Stephanie. That was Steely Dan with Dirty Work. Picked out by Alex. Are you going to have that as your uh, Netflix intro or no? Uh, well, I mean, we'll see. I think we'll you see. need something a little more hype. Yeah, we'll we'll see what the what the energy comes out with. But that's just <laughs> uh, that's what's been my most played for the past four months. For the past four Again, months. Again, thanks to the Sopranos. Yep. Yes. Tony Soprano. Tony. Yeah. The, Tony. That guy. I haven't watched it in so long, like honestly, and I only made it through a couple seasons. I won't watch the end. Yeah, there's a there's been somewhat of a revival amongst my generation, which mm-hmm. is fun. Um, and and they had that movie come out, so like that's what's hot on a lot of the meme pages. Wait, what movie? The, the Sopranos. They did a prequel, The Many Saints of Newark. Oh, I haven't seen. The, I haven't yeah, even heard uh, of this. It's on HBO Max. It's oh, it follows. Okay. Uh, 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 Christopher's Christopher Moltisanti's dad and uh you see the James Gandolfini's son plays young Tony and he's oh. like he's like 18 okay. through through most of it and so you kind of see him getting into into the family into the family you know? so uh it's it was it Super was pretty good um it was it was also kind of weird i don't know it was like i was a fa- i was a How fan of the son Oh, his son was really good. He looks, yeah, he, you, looks he, just it, like he him. pulls it off. You're like, oh, that's definitely young Tony. I think he did a good job with a lot of the mannerisms and stuff. Such a um, tragic death. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it really gone sucks. too soon. Yeah. Really gone too soon. He was so good in uh in, in so many different movies. Like yes. he, he was just always and for so long before the Sopranos, he was just like He's the guy. Yeah. You know, he was yeah. just the guy. He was always like the either the, you know, bodyguard or the the or the the um crony that went after, you know, you had somebody go shake shake somebody up in a, a mob mob movie. But yeah, like he was so funny. Uh what is that one uh Oh my god, Get Shorty? Yep. Yep, so yep, funny yep, in yep. that, like, oh my god. Love and the other thing is um is everything I've seen there's nobody's like Everyone has had a, just a, a wide variety of good things to say, whether yeah. it be, um, you know, everyone talking about just like how professional he was about going about it. Um, but also, like, uh, I saw an interview with uh, the, the actor and the actress who play Meadow and AJ, the yeah. kids in the show. And they were always talking about how, you know, James was like, how are you guys doing in school? Like, right. do you need, is anyone giving you trouble around here? Like, like, do you guys need anything? How right. is this going? So he was always like caring about them. But then... Uh, and who proactive is about what's pro- going on. Right, because yeah. understanding that, you know, yeah. as, as we've all learned over the past few kids. years, Hollywood is, yeah, is a actors. horrible, horrible place. Horrible place. Um, but also, uh, who is... Uh, like, is no, it, is you're it a, not getting Corey Hamed right now, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> or Corey Feldman. Yes. Um, who who is, is it? Is it Elaine Bracco, um, who plays Melfi? And uh, yep. the, yeah, she was... Oh, was, no, Edie... No, oh wait, e- yeah. Edie Falco Edie is the Falco's wife. Is Carmela? Yep. Yeah, yeah, and then Elaine Bracco. Yeah, oh, yeah. Elaine Bracco. She plays Melfi, but she was talking about how like the way they would do their scenes for that because mm-hmm. it was always just the two of them right. in uh, the therapist's office. They would do that like at the end of the week on Friday. They uh-huh. do like all of the scene, like all of whatever, and I guess they like had it blacked out so like they couldn't see any of the production crew. Oh. And he would do like his his half of them first, mm-hmm. and then they would turn everything on her. And while she was going, he would just be like mooning her and oh doing like God. all these goofy pranks. <laughs> 
and so she would like she would like crack and like break and she'd be like do you guys not see what he's doing I and think I've heard of, of this before yeah, because so, I think I've seen like outtakes before like where he was like doing like nose stuff yes, with her yes yeah, yes so, yeah. so it's just like it's like not only did he but he was also a guy who like could have fun and right. like let loose and so yeah it's just a tragedy that we lost him but yeah. anyway then we got way off no off, we're good we're, we're good of, we are we are back with Alex Rollick and the uh, and the unsanctioned seven. The seven random questions we do for every guest we have here unsanctioned by Stephanie. All right. Question number one. Have you ever been thrown out of a public place? thrown out of a public place uh yeah in college we were using fake ids yeah and, and it's it's kind of a lame story but that, mm-hmm. that was that was pretty much it is they took them they bent them they were like get the hell anybody out of here. rough you up no no no, no. no we, we, and like, we and it was one of those things like okay we lost we'll yeah. just leave we're yeah. not, it's not <laughs> worth like, it we're not fighting we, we have beer back at our house we'll <laughs> we'll go drink that instead um very very good and 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 uh you you totally follow by the rules when you get caught <laughs> yeah no it's, Okay, question number two. If you could write a love letter to your favorite food, what would you write? Um, well, it would start, Dear Pizza, <laughs> thank you for being so multifaceted. <laughs> thank you for being there for me when I had money. Thank you, Little Caesars, for being there when I didn't have money. <laughs> I don't mind a cardboard pizza once in a while. I, 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 love, I love the sauce. If Do you get spicy, the garlic parm? I love the sauce if it's not spicy. <laughs> I like big pepperonis. I like little pepperonis. <laughs> I like I like wide, thick pepperonis. I like pepperonis that curl with the heat and collect the little grease in the bottom. <laughs> Those are the best. I love Italian sausage. I love ground beef and mostly cheese. Meat eaters cheese, pizza cheese, for you. This is for you. I actually, and I. That's the thing is, I love about pizza is you get something different. It's almost a completely different food. Different thing, completely. I'll get. I'll do a meat eaters. I'll go. I'll mess around. And get BLT. I'll yeah. do a chicken bacon ranch pizza. It's I'll totally do, different. I'll do. I, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, pineapple doesn't belong on pizza. I, I will love put pineapple it. on anything. I, I love it. Pineapple's my favorite fruit. Pizza is my favorite food. They One go of my great favorite together. tacos is from a place down the street over here. They have these tacos that are, um, uh, what is it? Um, they're pork. Um, carne asada. Oh, yeah. And they serve it with a slice of pineapple oh. inside the taco. And it's so fucking good. It's All ridiculous. Right. I know where I'm going on my way home now. <laughs> taco stand. Take a Taco Rio. stand. Yep. All right. That's what it's called. It's down the street. But yeah, I love I love pizza in all its forms. Yeah. Pizzas like I feel like I feel like tacos are like pizzas, too. But pizza, you can put you can get a white pizza mm-hmm. and it's like. I'm eating this Alfredo like amazingness. And then like you could get a margarita pizza. You can get just like mozzarella. Yeah. You can get everything on you, it. You like, can do it, you know, get a, a but like chicken fire bacon with... ranch changed the fucking like the yeah. chicken, the chicken barbecue pizza yep. and chicken bacon ranch pizzas. That's what changed the game. The BLT pizza. Yep. It, now there's no limit. You yeah. can have a Euro pizza. Like I'm, I, I'm, I love the Greek pizza from buddies. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm officially hungry. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, buddy, buddies, I would say buddies is my favorite. I love D- D- Detroit style is King. Um, but I mean, I, I, I appreciate a New York slice. Yeah. I, if I'm in Chicago, I'll go ahead and get the pie. Yeah. It's all pizza's the best. Yeah. I, it's so I good. swear by it. And it's so versatile. It's yep. so, and, and, and let's just be honest. 
like a calzone is a pizza. It is. It's yeah. a delicious. It's, it's a delicious it's a form of pizza. Yeah. I saw somewhere. I think it was, it was some meme account. So I don't want to take credit for this, but they were like pizza rolls are just micro dousing calzones. <laughs> And I, I haven't been able to get that out of my I head since I saw it's that. It's the truth. Yeah. It's so the yeah. truth. Okay. Um, third question. If the universe is just a simulation, what update does it need? Ooh, that's a good one. I um, really picked this one out for you because yeah. I was like, I know he's smart. I, I, I appreciate <laughs> that. That does seem like the most likely result of where we are. Uh, <laughs> the update that we need is... Um, the make it make sense update. There's too many things that happen that it's like, why, why doesn't any of these things make sense? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a, a good example. But Pineapple just, on pizza. No. <laughs> 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 but no, like it's, it's the truth. Like, I mean, like, uh, like just make it all make sense, you know? Yeah, I guess, oh, I guess, I guess if I can, if I could uh, narrow it down, um, update that we need is uh is is i'll I'll say uh is aliens because i think (laughs) i think i think once it's confirmed that we like we see one we're like this didn't come from earth this came from somewhere else yeah i think that's the thing where everybody on this planet kind of is just like oh our our shit whatever we're fighting about is is dumb is dumb we need to we need to either figure out how to be like these guys or like what is up with with them? Did you watch? Uh, do you watch American Horror Story at all? Uh, I do not, unfortunately. Okay, so you need to watch the latest season. It's a double feature season, but like you need to watch the second half. It's okay. all about aliens. Okay, and it makes so much sense, and it's all like JFK, yep. Nixon, okay. all that. Like gotcha. you need to watch it. It's yeah. so fucking funny. All right, like it's funny because it's it's you're like oh, this is could actually be true yeah this is hilarious that they just basically wrote this all out there and put it out there um all right so next question do you believe in any conspiracy theories um you know i mean (laughs) aliens yeah yeah i mean right right no i definitely uh yeah, Area 51 mm-hmm. is one. You know, Roswell was probably not a, a weather balloon. Um, you you got to watch that. It's, yeah. You're going to love it. Okay. All yeah. right. Now I'm excited about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, the CIA introduced crack into the inner cities. It's, I don't, none of the. None I kind of the, believe that one a lot. Well, it's the, <laughs> the biggest one is the guy who brought it up, Gary Webb. You know, supposedly he died by suicide with two shots to the back of the head. Nice. You know, who, who commits suicide with two shots to the back of the head? Someone who's limber. Yep. So that's that's one that always gets and me. shoots after they die. Yeah. And I uh, I uh, I think uh, I think Oswald shot Kennedy, but why and who put him up to it is yep. I think one of those ones that gets me interested because yep. there's a lot of good options. It could have been the mob. You ever see JFK? It could have been uh, the Oliver Stone movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought that was kind of far fetched though. I yeah I don't I don't think it was it was that outlet. You don't believe but, the suit on the grassy knoll. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the the whole far-fetched thing, it was like all of the conspiracy that uh, that Kevin Costner, was, yeah. his character, was like Kept intertwining. Up, I was yeah. just like, I was like, no, it's something so much simpler than this. Like the fucking, like people hated him. They yeah. The Cubans killed him. I don't know. Right. <laughs> like it's something easy like that, you know? That's like, uh, I think uh, Bill Hicks, uh, comedian from, yep. from late 80s, early 90s, he's got the best JFK bit about going to Dallas to the museum. He's like, they have it all set up just like that day. 
You know, they got the boxes up, they got the window, and and just like when he was shot, Oswald's not there. <laughs> he's like, he's like, uh, he talks about, he's like, he's like, yeah, they got glass because they couldn't have thousands of Americans walking up to the window every year going, no fucking way, man. <laughs> he must have been hanging by his toes. They actually, there was reports of, uh, you know, he, uh, the only way he could have shot him is if he was being carried by birds over top of the grassy knoll. There was reports of pigeons in nearby Dallas Cafe saying, coo, coo, coo. And it's like, yeah. Oh, so, that's funny. So in, in terms of influences, Hicks is, a, Hicks is another one uh, for an old timer. Yeah. Uh, some, for somebody way back. But yeah. He's funny. Yes, he is. So that's, um, that's me on conspiracy theories. Okay. Uh, what movie or TV show can you rewatch over and over again? Uh, I have two. Um, it's the first one. And again, this is this was my older brother's. Was I've, I've seen Happy Gilmore, and not an exaggeration, <laughs> yeah. over 200 times. Okay. Um, so that's a movie that no matter what, you know, it's I can sit there, I can say it word for word. Go to your hole. Yeah. <laughs> Get in your hole. What are you, too good for your hole? <laughs> yeah. 1965, they said I was the next Arnold Palmer. Wouldn't let me play on tour. Aw, because you're black? Hell no. Goddamn alligator bit my hand off. <laughs> chubs. Dude, chubs. Oh, man. It's so so happy, happy Gilmore is one. Um, and then, uh, oh, God, that's my childhood. So your brothers, wait, so your brothers are probably closer 80, to my age. 86 and 88. Okay. So they're just like five, six years old. Yeah. 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 So, okay. and I, and I was 95. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that, and then, and then Anchorman, of course. It's before, before. Go back to your home, home on Whore Island. Yes, yes. Before, before the internet and memes hanging out was just white guys quoting Anchorman back and forth to each other. Anchorman in every single Adam Sandler movie, and nope. also. Uh, <laughs> Tits oh McGee God. still gets me to this day. Yes, yes. every Chris Farley movie, yep. <laughs> and uh, pretty much Wayne's World. Pretty much oh, Wayne's yeah, World. Yeah, yeah, Wayne's yeah. World was huge. I watched some classics from a great comedian. Any TV actor, shows you watch over and John over again? John Candy last night. Oh, John Uncle Candy? Buck. Uncle Buck. Oh, that's oh, a good one. That's a good seen one. That in so long. That was Macaulay great. Culkin before he was Macaulay Culkin. Yep. Yeah. Um, any TV shows you watch over and over? Um, I'm so I'm actually really big into uh, not anime but animation. I love cartoons. Uh -huh. I've Me always too. loved cartoons. Um, partially because I think. That I love the fact that like the rules of physics don't apply. Yes. So you can you can just kill people. Like all sorts of wacky shit can happen. Family Guy. Um, <laughs> family Guy definitely. But like even even going back, I've ever since I was a kid, I have loved Looney Tunes. I've always thought Bugs Bunny is the strongest character. And everyone's you know like oh who would win Batman versus Iron Man you know Superman versus it's Bugs Bunny the Bugs answer Bunny's is the Bugs shit. Bunny He's because the shit. Bugs Bunny can be as good as he has to be at literally any skill for just as long as it takes to keep himself alive but also he, seem like he ain't doing anything right yeah exactly it's amazing it's so easy yeah it's he'll so he'll be the prettiest woman at the ball <laughs> he'll be he'll run an opera he can do yep. an orchestra whatever he'll he'll fight but it bowls. ain't no thing that's right but exactly. it ain't no thing he does it. He does it so easily. It's, he's the, uh, like Bugs Bunny's like the biggest pimp ever, right? Yeah, he really is. Yeah. He really is. Still looking for Albuquerque though. <laughs> I must have made a wrong turn at Albuquerque. <laughs> okay. Um, next question. You you were a cringe finalist. What do you find to be cringeworthy? 
Um, what type of material? How about, let's say that. Uh, my entire middle school existence was cringe. <laughs> cringe. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I uh, I think so. So so one of my best cringe jokes is, uh, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to remember it. Uh, I have a dog at home. We love to hang out. You know, she's a good girl. She can sit and stay right in her urn. <laughs> Um, you know, we do, we'll, uh, uh, we do all sorts of things together. We watch TV cause she lives on top of it. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'll take her out for walks still and we'll go to her favorite fire hydrant and, you know, cause she can't piss on it. I will. Um, the thing I don't tell you about, about getting your dog cremated though, is that it's not always your dog. Yeah. You know, they use a human cremator. So they'll put three, four dogs in there at a time. So you might not even get their ashes. And nobody knows about this because we're American and we learn only through movies. So I'm going to make, <laughs> I'm going to make the saddest movie of all time. It's going to be called 101 Cremations. <laughs> I love it. Alex. And so, uh, that's, that's uh, funny as well. yeah. So, so cringy stuff is. Uh, it was so much fun. Like yeah, that was my favorite, my favorite like competition this year. You know, like I loved, I loved doing Detroit to LA. That was great. But it was like, it was like, you know, like I really hadn't found my voice. It was so early on. It was the first show, you know? So it was like, I kind of still was really, my feet were super like not ready to like do that, you know? So, but, na but like when, when I did cringe, I was like, Oh I'm getting it, you know, and like me and John were talking one night and I was like, I just wrote all kinds of stuff about my period. You're going to you're going to be grossed out. And he was just like, good. I love that. And I love that you did that, too. That's yeah, so, fucking so I, I would say I would say in terms of cringy stuff, it's definitely just like like no, nobody wants to hear like stuff that people don't want to. Exactly. Yeah. Even even if it is funny, they're still like, I don't want to think about dead dogs. Right. Exactly. It's exactly. Like, OK, well, guess what? All just like all people, all dogs die eventually. It's yeah. an inevitable like like it's something that happens to all of them. That's yeah. the one thing they have in common. Yeah, uh, exactly. Know. So we're, we're all going to have a Marley and me scenario exactly. one day, you know, and, and our dogs are hopefully not not but they might have a <laughs> have an opposite where they're the ones left and, right and they, they got to make the tough choice do i eat my owner's face or do i hope someone comes find it oh comes my and finds god it. that's so funny um or people with uh parrots that yeah. are like that live to be like 90 years old mm -hmm. you know like i have to will those to people it's yeah. crazy God, how much would that suck if they, they were like yeah not only did your aunt die but now you have to you take care of their parrot. annoying ass bird <laughs> And it says every day this, this, and this. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Like it comes over in the first thing. It's going stick it in my ass. Stick it in my ass. <laughs> my 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 cousin. My cousin had a bird. Um, I think he was a macaw, okay. and he uh actually this bird sound had like he actually mimicked my grandmother and my aunt who are both dead. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. And it was crazy because, like, I remember going to visit him after my grandmother died, and I just heard the bird go, Frankie! And I was like, it sounded just like my grandmother. It, like, gave me chills. It was crazy because they really do. They mimic exactly how they sound. It's insane. Um, like, but then, like, and, and rest in peace, shotgun, the bird passed away. Um, but... Like, that was the whole thing. It was like, that bird lived 40, almost like 45 years. Yeah. Yeah. It just crazy. died last year, wasn't it? Last yeah, year, it was just in the last couple of years. And it's like, it's like that bird lived 45 years. It's insane. 
I, I, I don't think I could ever want to entrust that to anybody. I feel like it would be the biggest burden ever, you know? Like yeah. if I died and my bird... Burden? Burden. Hey, there you go. All right. Our last question. You're a young man. Where do you see yourself in five years? Oh. Ha! Do I do? You, do you want the hardest to, question? You said you listen to the podcast. Do, I ask all the young men this. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. Uh, do Do you want the uh, the corporate job interview answer where I lie? Uh, you, no, <laughs> no, I'll give no. You the truth we here. want the real. Uh, we want we want what you we want would tell the real your brother. Alex question all answer. Right, all right. Uh, in five years, I see myself um, in a larger city than Detroit with one of my friends from college sharing a small to to uh, just above small sized place and I'm doing something similar except I have a larger presence on the internet and I, uh, I'm doing longer sets okay so it's it's I'm doing 10 15 sets featuring every night, featuring yep. somewhere yeah uh, you know I, in a larger city I, in a larger city okay you got any ideas of what that city uh, might well, be well see see that's the cool thing um, is that I my uh, my social diaspora is across the entire country. So I have I have a lot of good friends in L.A. who want me to move there. I have a couple of buddies in New York who keep telling me to move there. Diaspora is that your form of birth control? Because uh, I have a diaspora uh, upstairs. Uh, I thought that was uh, diaphragm is what I meant. Oh, there uh, you go. Yeah, yeah, joking. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I was gonna say, did I have I been? I've using, never heard have, diaspora before. And usually like, it's uh, usually it's meant from like. Uh, like that's a U of M educated. That's guy what I'm right saying. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I went to Eastern. Using my, my asshole big words. Um, I'm like, I went to Eastern. But yeah, no. So I, and I have, uh, I have, I have some friends in Texas. I, I have people, I have people all over, which is really cool. Yeah. So um, I, th there are options available. Awesome. But it's, it's going to be. I want it five years. It's going to be doing this, but in a more uh, established setting. It's not going to be one of those things where people are like. Oh, that's what you're doing now. It's gonna be like, oh, that's you've been doing this. You've been doing this. You, yeah. But but doing this as a way to to as my primary source of income. Yeah. Is is my goal. How many years are you in now? Um, I would say three and a half, close to four. Okay. But that would be including the nine to twelve months that I didn't do anything during the initial pandemic okay. so fine. so i think i i think two and a half might be a better okay honest more honest answer okay. do you uh have anything coming up um i'm not on any any book shows coming up but uh you know obviously the 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 open mic scene all week every tuesday at every tuesday you got a gig you got a gig that's right <laughs> um i'm always working on new material to start the show which is fun for me and then everybody else comes in and tries their best five or, or whatever they've been working on so definitely come out and Check that out mm -hmm. if you're listening. It's a it's a good time. Uh, but other than that, I'm on Twitter at Rollerton and Instagram at Rollerton45. Okay. So I okay. Uh, I'm I'm getting into memes and Steve Kaz and his uh, his Facebook Reels. Steve money Kaz has and me. the Reels uh, the Reels Crusade for everybody. Has, <laughs> yes, he's got me on that. So so starting Friday, Amber and I had we taped all of our sets. So we're looking for little one offs we can post to start. Yeah, start I started. That I started making clips because uh, I I ran into him at Gratiot Pub and he was like, "Girl, you need to put your stuff up." I was like, "Okay, I will. I'll do it." <laughs> yeah. No, and it and it makes sense too because there's like so many times where you're at an open mic and you have you know that one-off crowd interaction right. that will never appear in a right. set ever right. but it was still funny and it's yeah. like 
sure, it's great to share that moment with those people in the room, but like now I can share it with millions of people on the internet and Facebook's going to give me money for it. Absolutely. Like, why would I not be doing this? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, besides, uh, besides comedy, do you want to pursue anything else? Are you into acting or anything like that? Uh, I've done a little bit of acting. It was all in, in college. I uh, had a couple of friends who were in uh, screen arts and culture department. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, you know, played roles in, in there, yeah. but it was, it was all comedy pilots. It was right. all, it was all comedy stuff. I would like to try something serious, I think, but um, that's just. Yeah. I like got that vibe from you. So I was like, I got to ask him too, cause that was something that just crossed my mind. And, um, and that was like, you know, before we started, we were talking about the, the intersection of, of stand up and improv. So that's, yeah. I am going to try and do uh, some improv here sometime this year, whether it's taking a class or, uh, you know, seeing if yeah. I can just audition my way into to a local group or something but right. i want to yeah i do want to try to expand my skills in in that regard yeah we were talking about it earlier because um on march 2nd um at planet ant i'm uh, doing jacob russell's uh, improv show uh so come out and check that out uh we do fireside in dive bar every friday uh we are changing the time to start at 11 p.m we're having a late late mic for the weekend so uh, people can come out after shows. People can come out after the independent and uh, come out and do seven to eight minutes. We're going to be there till 1 a.m. So um, what else do I got? Uh, February 12th, MeFit Lounge, Livonia, Michigan. I'm doing guest spot. Melanie Hearn is one of the headliners on that show. And uh, uh, JD is hosting that. Uh, February 13th, Agitated Grape in Davison, Michigan with Kara Karachi. Um, and Heather S. is going to be on that show. And so is Ella. And Veronica, I can't. Ladies night. Didn't get Davison. all the names, sorry. Um, all right. Uh, February 26th, Godfather Cigar, Cigar Bar. Again with Kara Karachi, Cody Calebra, and Justin DeVozo. Um, March 8th. Beer Grotto, again with Justin DeVozo. <laughs> I, I requested that because <laughs> we both love that room. So I was like, hey, we have to do that room together. It's going to be so fun. It is, a, it is a great room. Greg Sharp puts together a good Greg, show. Greg, in Sharp's, Greg so. Sharp's doing an amazing job. Lisa, Lisa Lyon helps him out a lot. Mm -hmm. And they even sent me a Christmas card. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, I was like, seriously? Yeah. Um, but everybody you've named so far on all these shows, they're all very funny comedians. You oh, definitely should yeah. check them out. Uh, I think everybody, especially around here, gets lost in the, uh, you know, entertainment comes from, from two places, New York or L.A., and they see what's on their television and that's it. But there is so much good, you know, whether it be music, whether it be especially a comedy, that's yeah. what we know. Yeah. But there's so many good local artists. Uh, people should definitely go check those well, out. Well, that's the whole thing with me. I didn't know. I, I thought, like, if you want to be a comedian, you have to go to New York or L.A. Mm -hmm. Like for 40 years, I thought that. Yep. And then I like met one person that met somebody in the scene and it was like, Detroit oh, it's a stepping stone to New York and LA. Yeah. 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 Um, last thing I got to say, March 25th, we have the Irish Tavern in Waterford for Billy Chapman. I also have uh, the Fireside Mike that night and Old Shillelagh on March 25th. February 25th, we have Old Shillelagh and we have a lineup that's coming together still. I will announce that on the next show. Thank you guys all for listening and uh, make sure you check out all our open mics and everything else. Thank you again to Alex Rollick. Make sure you check out Trixie's every Tuesday night. It is 
the fun it is one of the funnest mics because we're all crammed in that room right now and then in the summertime it's like we're all out in this beautiful like spread out <laughs> yeah yeah this beautiful like little outside party tiki bar with area. this wonderful mixture of eclectic patio furniture yes. it's it's such a good time it um is. But you, whether it's inside or outside it's a great room for comedy and andrew and ian the guys who who run trixies are, are so great i couldn't thank them enough i mean i really stepped into a into a great situation here yeah you know, no there wasn't uh there, yeah. there's not a lot that i've had to add on to it other than just trying to bring the energy every week yep. and uh now all we're trying to do is, is keep bringing an audience and keep bringing comedians. So everyone could come out. That would be Hell amazing. Yeah. Hell yeah. And um, I'm going to come out there more often too. Uh, Trixie's is a good night because you can come down there. You start early enough, right? What time do you start now? Uh, eight. Eight. So you start early enough. You, If you're a comedian, you can go to Trixie's early enough. You can go hit Charles Hill's room at Gratiot Pub too. And make it a night before 11 p.m. So that's that's an incentive for me because a Tuesday, I'd rather hit two mics on a Tuesday than just one, you know, so. Yeah, and especially, I mean, depending on where you're coming from, if you're already out, it's yeah. great. That it's like, oh, I can just hit this on Go the way home yep. or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it, uh, it, it, it justifies going but out. But summertime, I like to just stay at Trixie's <laughs> because, like, you know, the vibe. Yes, so. that's, that's what we have here. Yeah. Please come through, everyone. Yep. All right. Thank you so much, Alex. It was so good talking thank to you. you. Thank you for having you. me. This was so much fun. All right, you guys, uh, please check out everything. Uh, if you haven't been listening to Sanctioned by Stephanie, please check out all of the episodes that are leading up to this one. And uh, we are coming back at you next week with Mr. Matt Yari. All right. Bye. Bye.